It is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Around the 412. This is Tyler. That's Smitty. Be sure to go follow us on all of our social medias at Around the 412. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We just hit partner. We just be able to get monetized. We're trying to grow this thing. So go like our videos. Go leave a comment on them. Go subscribe. 80% of you aren't subscribed, so I have no idea who's watching our YouTube videos if our subscribers are That's just Sarge. It's it, oh well there we go but yeah just go just go subscribe to our channel um and and check out some of the links that we have in the description on YouTube as well as the listening platforms we've got year five or actually year six of rocking around the four one two um the the link to the GoFundMe is in the description of the show you can go check out the mission over the past five years been able to help raise over twenty five thousand dollars with the help of all of you for to provide Christmas in the, our local 724-412. I'm stumbling on my words. Breaking the fourth wall. This is our third time doing this take. So I'm just I'm just going to try to power through this. But we've been able to help provide Christmas with the help of all of you to the kids in our local area, as well as adopt kids off of the Angel Tree of their East Rochester location of the Salvation Army and provide them Christmas as well. So if you want to learn about that mission, go check it out in the description of the show. I listen. I'm it's going always to be- the rock around the four one two stuff. I, I don't know why. I, I have no idea why. I just stumble over <laughs> my words. I'm just breaking the fourth wall completely right now. I know you're not. None of you want to hear about this right now. But that was the third take. We had to do it. We had to restart the browser to get it going again. I I was I was not living up to par. Okay, that that is I to take full responsibility. I take full blame. Yeah, everyone that wants to say about you know. Like Mike in Illinois talking about Tyler being the the star of the show and the and all this. I I'm not the one that was messing up and why we had to do a third no, page. No, Smitty of the show. was just sitting there <laughs> and I would just throw my headset off and be like restart it because I just couldn't get it out. I just couldn't yeah. do it. That's what she said. Um, but yeah, let's let's just get into the show. This is the Penguins episode. Um, if if you haven't checked that out, that we are going to be starting to release the episodes by team. So we're going to release them in consecutive days. That way. More streamlined listening for for our viewers. You can listen to the team that you want to listen to, and it, it kind of makes it a little more fun for us as well. So uh, we we get we get to focus on one team per show. So that's pretty cool. Um, Go watch yeah. the Steelers yesterday. Steelers released yesterday. Pirates will come out tomorrow. Our ones from last week or you know what? Also, it, so there should be a new button down below for people if they're watching on YouTube, and that is a button that says join. Um, so that's part of being monetized on YouTube. And I've created at least one tier for that right now. It's called a 412 fanatic, um, for $5 a month. We're going to find some different things to do for you guys. But one thing that I do want to do once we actually start accumulating these members, if we do, uh, is doing a giveaway every single month. And the only way to be eligible will be to be a member. Um, along with that, there's the option to do like members only live streams. Um, I mean, some of the other stuff I don't even consider like a reward of doing it it's like priority reply to comments like if you guys comment we're going to interact with it like we don't get enough comments to be like we're not going to reply to this and and even if we did like that's so douchey to be like yeah i'm not replying to that comment if they're not a member so um but it would be cool too if we like can put your guys names on the screen and stuff so if we get enough like as we start to get members assuming that's something that happens that either beginning video or the end video that we play instead of it being that around the 412 that just like floats there kind of we can put your guys names on it or something too so we'll try to figure out ways that it would be um 
you know, enjoyable, I guess, and like make sense for you guys to join us. I, at the end of the day, really what you're doing and is supporting us. And, and that's really the number one thing. Um, and we can't thank you guys enough for the support that you've shown, not monetarily, but just to even get us to this point. We've been doing this since 2017. Uh, in six days, we will have reached six years of doing so. Um, so really cool times and to see where we've come. But uh, yeah, anyways, without going on a tangent about that, this is the Penguins episode. So let's talk about some Penguins. First things first, I actually want to start a conversation that was started by somebody else. So I am stealing content. Um, our friend Danny Shirey put out a tweet about Jake Denzel today. And we've talked about Jake Denzel's absence, obviously, and how it's going to impact the team. But I don't know that we've had much conversation about a potential contract with him. He's in the last year of his deal. And I don't even know like where to start with this, right? Because my take on this, it, it's very short, is how's he going to come back from injury? Because I'm not even like interested in starting a conversation with him about an extension until I see how he comes back from this thing. Because, excuse me, who's to say he's going to be the same player? Like, what if he's not? And you, you pigeonhole yourself by giving him an eight-year contract worth upwards of $9 million a season. That could get really ugly if he's not the same Jake Denzel that we've we've known to be, you know, a perennial 30 to 40 goal store. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I know that probably seems pretty blasphemous to, to a lot of Penguins fans to not even uh, – to a lot of them probably think you just don't even question about giving Jake another contract and you just do it, which – I, I hear you. It makes sense. He's done. He's contributed a lot in his Penguins career. But when a player has an injury like this, you, and he's going to be out for extended time, you're going to want to see how he comes back because you don't want to get into a, a Brian Dumlin situation where he comes back from injury and he's never the same player. With differences, Brian Dumlin was already into his contract, so he wasn't going anywhere. If if Jake comes back and he is not the same player. I don't think it is out of the realm of possibility to say the Penguins move on. I, I don't know how players will feel about that. Like, I don't know how, how a guy like Sid would feel about Especially that. Especially Sid, yeah. But I, I, I think just you look at it from a front office standpoint, if you're not going to be contributing the way that you were beforehand, especially on a contract where you'd figure he'd probably demand a raise, if he's not yeah. going to be the same player, then I, I don't think it is crazy to talk about moving on from Jake. Which, if you would have talked about this a year ago, even that probably seemed insane to to even have this conversation. But when you saw the the diminished five on five metrics from him last season, and then you have this injury on top of it, and you don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back, I don't think it's that crazy to talk about. Um, he's also around thirty, so that's another guy that you'd be you'd be giving a, a long-term contract to that's going to be going into his 30s. And that's just, I guess, the Penguins quota now to, to be able to do that. But I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to, to say that Jake might not get a contract. I, I do think that he probably will eventually. I, just, I have a gut feeling that, that that'll be the case. But I don't think that it would be dumb to, to just sit back and see how he plays. I think that would be the smart thing for the Penguins to do. Well, yeah, predictively, I do think he's going to get extended here. But what I would do is wait and see how he comes back from injury. And maybe that's what the team does as well. I will say the caveat to me thinking that, though, 
is this isn't you know the regime that that drafted him or even extended him the last time like Kyle Dubas's vision may be very different his first taste of watching Jake Gensel is going to be Jake Gensel coming back from this injury as Mm -hmm. under him and obviously he's seen him play in Toronto and watched him play but I mean as his player the first vision he's going to see is how Jake comes back from this injury. So I, I don't know. I think that it's very unfortunate for him. As you mentioned, like with Dumoulin, he was already, you know, paid like Penguins really couldn't do anything about that to have this happen in a contract year for Jake, man, is that tough? And, and especially like you mentioned, I mean, you look at the contracts that have been given around, out around the league. I, I don't see a way that if he wants, I understand the diminished five on five impacts, I understand that, you know, he's gotten worse each of the last three seasons in his own end. But, man, he's getting $9 million a season when you look at what some of the other guys have gotten. And that's at, like, seven, eight years. So, I, yeah, I mean, this is very unfortunate for him. But if I'm the Penguins, I'm playing this very, like, I'm not budging on this. I'm not giving him a contract. I'm not even thinking about it until we see how he comes back. And that sounds harsh, but it's just the reality of the situation. We don't want to give a contract that's going to look terrible by year two. And we, we don't want to be be strapped like that. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it's that bad, especially when you have limited cap space going into next season or limited in quotations um, to, to replace several guys because you have Jake being a, a, a uh, in a contract year, but then you're going to have to get another goalie because Nadelkovic is only on the one-year deal. And then you have Rue Weedle, Ty Smith, POJ, Nylander, uh, Rim Petlick, and Jeff Carter coming off the books. I'm not saying that you necessarily have to give all those guys contracts. You probably give the majority of them don't get contracts, for, at mm-hmm. least from the Penguins. But those are skaters and those are bodies that you're going to have to replace. It's not necessarily going to be a cheap thing to be able to do. So that's another thing. If you're going to occupy... And right now, the Penguins would have about $18.8 million of cap space. If you're going to occupy what you just like, I'll just take the number you just said. If Jake could get $9 million, I don't know that the Penguins would pay him $9 million, but say they did. That's half of your cap space or nearly half your cap space taken up. Well, he's making, you, wasn't it only be a difference of three, though? Because he's six right now. He's six right now. Oh, wait, never mind. But he's off the book. Yeah, I'm an idiot. It's not like he's but under he, six right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's off the books. So he'd be taking up over half the cap space that you would have and you'd still have to replace like six other guys. So yeah, it's, that's a tough situation for Kyle Dubas to be in. Um, and I, I think that they should trade be patient with it. Wait, what? I said you could trade Brian Ross for some space too. Oh yeah. Good deal. Like convincing him to waive his no movement clause over the next two yeah. seasons. Hey, what about instead of re-signing Jake, a couple million more Austin Matthews? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is he going to play third line center? Or is he going to play on the wing? Uh, I, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing for. We're going to have our eleven million dollar third line center. <laughs> hey, we've had a third line center problem for a long time, right? I mean, there were there were a couple years in there with Benino. You want you want to fix the of... bottom six scoring? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he's going to get a guy that can score sixty goals. Um. Okay, so. That is what it is. We'll see how the team approaches it. I want to ask you another thing, and I feel like our answers could be very similar, if not the exact same. Three Penguins players who are the most important for the team to have success in the 2023-2024 season. Who do you, Who would you say? 
Well, there's the obvious ones, right? Like you have your aging stars and you, you could say that definitely that Sidney Crosby and Danny Malkin could be two of the three. I feel like some of those are cop-out answers, um, but I, I do genuinely believe like those are two of the most important players, especially how they constructed the roster to to the top six being the the really the scoring heavy compared to the other forwards. So I, but I'll start somewhere else before I get to my third. So the one, the first one I'll say, Tristan Jari, you better prove that you are worth every yeah. penny that you just got in your new contract. Um, yeah. There was a lot of questioning whether you, you should be brought back among us, especially. And <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I think that you need to prove that you are worth the contract that you just were handed. I understand that the Penguins were in a bad situation with goalie-wise, not just their goalies in-house, but also the trade market and the free agency market. They were kind of just handcuffed to the situation they were in. But you better prove that you you are the going to be the guy. Um, so if I'm thinking success for the Penguins, it has to start with Christian Jari. You have to have yeah, a sure guy in there. I would say him as well, yep. My next guy... And I will say this because of how good he has been, but I think because of the partner he just got, he needs to continue to be as good and continue to be the best defensive player on the team, Marcus Pedersen. I think that if you're going to pair him with Eric Carlson and allow Eric Carlson to be the pseudo forward that he can be, <laughs> um, you need Marcus Pedersen to continue to be the best defensive player on your team. Because let's face it, Eric Carlson not that great in defense in his own zone he's he's not and you need to to have somebody hold down the fort while he's able to like i said he's a pseudo forward so someone has to be able to to to, to take up the the defensive liability that he is marcus Pedersen is suited to do so and i i think he is the most underrated player on the team and I think that he is super important to the success of the Penguins, especially allowing someone like Carlson to be able to do what he does offensively. So to me, that those two go hand in hand. You want the offense of Carlson, you need to get the defense of Pedersen. And so that's that's another one that I'd go to. The third one's tough because I feel like it could be a lot of guys. Um, I, I I think that you could look at guys like... Someone, some of the bottom six guys we brought in, like Lars Eller, needs to be ahead of schedule or like what higher than what we anticipate him to be. Um, I think that Riley Smith needs to be as advertised of what we were expecting to get in a top six forward. But I'll just take the cop out answer and I'll say Sid. I mean, you need the thirty six year old to to be able to carry you again. I, I think he needs to to lead the team in scoring. Without him leading this team offensively, they're not going to get very far. Um, so it might be a cop-out answer, but if we're just being completely honest, that is, that is the answer because there's been several times the past several seasons where without Sid, I mean, I know we missed the playoff last year, but there were other seasons where we wouldn't have sniffed the playoffs if Sid didn't carry us in like February and January. So, um, I'd, I'd say those three. And I have two of the same ones in Sid and Jari. Um, but the third one, which like, I feel like is also a relatively obvious answer is Eric Carlson. And I think it's just for one aspect of this team needing to be improved um, or not. There's only one aspect that he's improved, but I'm looking at it like the power play. It, it better be a top 10 unit this year. And when you bring in a guy like that to add to the talent that's already there, um, 
I, Todd Reardon, I don't know if he is coaching for his coaching life this year or not, but in my opinion, he should be. Um, but I think Eric Carlson is incredibly important to this team because of what he's going to do for them on the power play more than anything else. I understand the five V five numbers as well. You know, he had the second most five V five points in the league last year, not just among defensemen. And you look at where the Penguins were at five V five last year, scoring the 15th most goals, but also where that power play was relative to where it should be. I think he is one of the three most important players because of where that power play needs to be this year. I, last year they averaged, and I'm surprised that it's high, uh, this high, they averaged 21.72% um, power play percentage. I, I feel like you have to be at least closer to around 25%, if not higher. Look at the guys and just look at the names that are on your power play. <laughs> there, there's really no excuse that Todd Reardon has. There's there's no shortage of of talent on this power play. So there is there is no excuse. And I agree with you. He should be coaching for his life right now. Um, I, I think it's an absolute joke what the power play and really just what special teams in general has has come to the past several seasons. And we, we talk about specifically with the power play ever since Kessel left. We haven't had that quarterback of the power play yep. and to, to, to facilitate the puck well. Hopefully Carlson can step into that and, and, and fill those shoes that have been empty for several seasons now. But even if he's he's not necessarily the quarterback of the power play, Regardless, look at the talent you have on it. You should you should be at least scoring at twenty five percent. Because I look at some of the other other power plays, like if L A. L A. had a season high or of twenty five point two eight, the only the only few teams higher than them were Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Edmonton. If L A. can shoot at twenty five percent, then <laughs> Penguins with Eric Carlson should be able to shoot at twenty five percent. So I, I, I agree. That- I think the thing with Kessel makes sense too, because Kessel's obviously greatest asset was that wrist shot, but he was so underrated as a passer, especially that cross ice passing. And I mean, if you look at Carlson's highlight reel from last season, that's what he's doing on the power play cross ice passes, setting up one timers and stuff like that. I think a guy like Ricard Raquel is going to feast on the power play, assuming he's able to stay on that top unit um, and not lose his spot to Carlson. I think he's going to feast on that top power play. Well, you figure with the top power play, you're going to have Sid and Gino, and then mm-hmm. you're going to have Carlson. You have two other bodies with Jake out, and I'm assu- like, do you separate one? Do you separate the two defensemen? Do you put Latang down to the second unit? I would. I I don't know that you can trust them to not have teams constantly going the other way if they're both on the ice. That's that's a good point as well. Um, but and then if if, if Jake's out, do you have? Raquel up, Rust. You have Riley Smith yeah. now. Yeah, well, so I, I guess I'm more so thinking, does Raquel lose his spot when Jake comes back? I think when Jake's out, he's for sure mm-hmm. going to be on that top unit. Yeah. But if they do go with the two defensemen thing, when Jake comes back, but I wouldn't have two defensemen on the top pairing. That's my thing. And, I mean, who knows? At that point in the season, if you're you're riding the power play and, you, and you're scoring fairly consistently with, with Jake out, I don't think Jake should be given his spot back. Um, just yeah, automatically. I think the only thing the only thing for me is he's the one that provides that front of the net element. Not that he's like the Hornquist type, but he's the guy that's at least in that air going to that area to deflect pucks and make things dirty for the goalie and try to, you know, mess up his sight lines. So 
it'll be interesting to see who fills that role if it's not like is Sid gonna be the guy in the front of the net? I, I don't know. He's the one that probably makes the most sense, but you you've seen unless you're what putting rust up done. there, I guess. Yeah, and you, but you've seen what players have done to Sid in front of the net, so maybe you don't want to have him uh, being hit in the back of the head every game. So I don't know. It's a tough problem, but I feel like at the same time it's an easy problem because look at the guys that you're gonna have to to choose from to put on the power play. Uh, it, it's right. an easy problem for Todd Reardon to have, so he better figure it out. He better. All right. Well, I think that's it in terms of Penguin stuff. Um, we thank you guys for tuning into another episode, whether it's watching or listening. If you are listening somewhere else, leave us a five-star review wherever that is, but then head over onto the YouTube, subscribe to the channel, leave us a like, hit that notification bell, comment down below, let us know what you guys think, who are the three most important pe- uh, players on the Penguins team in order for them to have success in the 2023 season. And also let us know how you feel about the Jake Denzel situation. Should he get a contract right now? Should that even be something on their minds or should they wait and see how he comes back from this ankle injury that's going to keep him out we know he'll be reevaluated after their first five games or something like that but realistically it's probably going to take some time even after that so you're looking at a few weeks i think of the season without jake for sure so we'll see what happens there check out the links in the description to rock around the 412 as well as everything custom designs and go watch or listen to another one of our episodes we got multiple coming out a week now three so go check them out this has been the around the 412 penguin show and we'll see you guys in another episode